Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way where you wait two weeks for a technician to do a messy installation, and it costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way, simply safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection. It's a two-time award winner of the Cena Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You got comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry motion glass brake sensors guard inside. You barely notice it's even there. What's truly remarkable is you can set up all by yourself. It just takes three minutes, maybe an hour tops. There's absolutely no trips to your safety. You have an army of highly trained security experts to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24-7. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. That's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today and you'll get a free shipping and a 60-day free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Free shipping, 60-day free trial. Go to simplysafe.com slash team now. All right, guys, welcome into our Pit Panther Rants, other sports fans podcast. Lot Harris here. And um, I'm just in a, um, currently right now I'm in a group text with all my f- friends from back in uh, Pittsburgh. And a lot of concerns about a lot of things. Well, I mean, for one thing, the beer distributors closing is what they're worried about basically i think they're worried about beer in general <laughs> not being able, not being able to purchase it whereas i live in texas and the governor's allowing restaurants to serve you know the, the deliver to deliver alcohol excuse me i'm just popping this out real quick because sometimes when you're trying to podcast using an otter box, there it is. It muffles the, uh, it can muffle up the sound sometimes. But yeah, in Texas, we have, um, you know, we're allowed to, you know, food, there's food delivery. I mean, whatever has food delivery now these days. I mean, restaurants have it, or if not, you go to, I mean, they probably have something set up with DoorDash, Grubhub, or Uber Eats, or anything else that, out there. I remember um, in Pittsburgh they had what was it when I was living in Pittsburgh they had they had um, they had wheel deliver and I'm not sure if that's still in business I I have to Google later and to check it out I'm sure somebody listening to it to this will tell me if it's they're, they're in business but there was wheel deliver and I think they were based in the South Side where where their headquarters were or where they were at least set up and they would do food deliveries in the South Side in Oakland. 
in downtown, I think, is where their thing was. So, in reality, they were pretty much ahead of their time. Because I'm not sure a lot of people were really, were really doing that food delivery thing at that, at that point. Because, I mean, at, you know, years and years ago, I mean, like, maybe, like, yeah, maybe 15 years ago, maybe, we didn't have, like, a lot, a lot of restaurants weren't doing food delivery, so you had to, you know, order it and go pick it up. And sometimes, you know, there's, it was a pain in the ass. Whereas if you had that will deliver, you're not, you're not worried about it so much. Um. You know, they would go pick it up for you. Whatever, you know, any type of any food that you wanted, they would pick it up. You know, but for me, when I lived in Oakland, it wasn't a big of a deal because, well, when I live, I mean, not live, when I worked in Oakland, I would go to the, um, you know, there, I mean, there was the children's cafeteria, there was the UPMC Presby cafeteria that was really good, and I could walk up, walk into the Pete because the Pete had a food court. During the during the, uh, I think it was open mostly during school. I think the school year. You know, it may have, it may have been open during the summer as well. But I mean, there there was a Burger King there and a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, I think there was a sandwich place, a Italian food place. That's all I can remember from going to the pizza. I mean, a lot of times I would go to the pizza just to, you know, eat there, and sometimes you'd see some pit players running, you know, walking through. I mean, with Oakland, it was never a big deal because you had that, and plus, you know, the cafeterias, and then you can go out to Fifth Avenue or Forbes, and there was always something there. Excuse me. So if I wanted Chipotle, Uncle Sam's, Joe Mama, Five Guys, Wendy's, uh, you name it. And of course, some of the food courts in the uh, pit buildings, I mean, there was Taco, I mean, if you want a Taco Bell, there was a Taco Bell. I remember just going for my walk and discovering all that later, you know, later as I worked there. When I moved, when I, you know, when, when children's moved to, um, we started to move to uh, Bloomfield or Lawrenceville, as they call it. Food choices became extremely limited. I mean, there was a pizza place that's still there and it's really good. But there was a whole bunch of little pop-up spots that, that, that came about during that time. And it was mostly... It was mostly soup and sandwich places, and I remember a lot of them went out of business when the new hospital was done because most of their clientele were construction workers. And once those people, once those guys were gone, that was it. I mean, I mean, the business was was gone after that. Uh, excuse me, I'm just heading up the freeway. And I remember one guy, he opened up his place, and he was all excited about, um, about, you know, the new hospital coming in. And he, I guess, the thing about him was, he was a really nice guy, 
it's just that he knew he knew his business was going to be doomed as time went on. I mean, he made some money in the meantime. I mean, but you know, he's he was selling sandwiches, but they were it was all prepackaged. I mean, that, it came with the lettuce and tomato, but it was prepackaged. It was something it looked like something you would you would get at the airport, you know, on, on your uh, on your flight. And of course, he had you know you know he had the soups. Which were fine. I mean, you know, his hot dogs and you know, kielbasa that he was serving was all silver, silver star meats. And this stuff you can buy, you can buy it at John Engel. So yeah, he, um, I think um, his business suffered once the new hospital was built, and he closed down not too long after that. I don't think I don't think there's really any business in that building since then. But yeah, there was. I'm not sure if anything else really came about there, but I know that um, there was talk that a lot, you know, people, you know, businesses were going to build up up around there and people would thrive. And I think at one point, it just never happened. Because I mean, if I'm staying in a hospital with my kid. Chances are, I'm probably going to eat in the cafeteria. I'll see what food they got me. If, it's, if the cafeteria is like good enough, they got good, a lot of good options, which some do now, I'll stay in there. But you, you got to have a reason for me to come out. That, you know, that and plus, uh, you know, down in Texas, I mean, if I want, you know, you know, if I want certain things, I mean, Texas Children's, they have a Chick-fil-A and Subway and stuff. I mean, I definitely have no reason to go leave, leave, leave at, at Children's Hospital here. Anyways, I hope you all are dealing with the uh, coronavirus and all the stuff. I mean, I have, I was supposed to be done with all this uh, office travel like two days ago. But unfortunately... When you're the per- only person in the office, people uh, tend to take advantage of it. And, of course, some people had some stuff put off that required them at the office, and so they're asking me to do it. So the stuff I really wanted to do and get completed, it um, just never, ha- you know, didn't happen. And I was supposed to have a meeting yesterday. My, my, I was supposed to have one last meeting at this one hospital. And we had to reschedule it for today. And the reason for that is, well, they're starting to shut down a lot of these hospitals early. Like certain departments. Because if you're if your uh, procedure or whatnot isn't life or isn't currently an emergency or life or death, they're gonna can- they're gonna cancel your uh, your thing and your appointment and reschedule for a later date. Because right now, what they're trying to do at these hospitals is they're trying to restrict the uh, the foot traffic that's coming in and out, which is good, but then it kills the hospital itself because that's where they make their money. You know, you know, without any volume, they 
they have no reason to bring people in the work. So it affects people's jobs and whatnot. It sucks. In a lot of ways, in every way, in every angle, it sucks. And now people that, that work in food service, now you're seeing they're losing their jobs and it's, it's, it's nuts. I mean, the leasing office of where I stayed was, was um, they made an announcement they were going to re- release some stuff in terms of the uh, coronavirus. And basically it was to pay, it was how to pay rent online is what they released. They were closing the amenities. They were, they were um, telling people you could pay your rent online. And this is how you do it. And the thing is, is everybody, everybody's been paying their rent online because they made us do it. Because they didn't want to take checks or uh, money orders anymore. But then now, you know, there's other stuff that's going on as far as past, you know. What I like that I've seen from my um, leasing office is, you know, what to do if people can't pay their rent. If if they're not getting any money coming in, what are they going to do for them? That's what I'd love to have seen, but of course... That was in the email. Because if people can't work and can't make money, it's not their fault right now. You know, they didn't wake up, you know, one day to know that they wouldn't have work. They didn't. They were they they had plans to wake up and go to work like like the rest of us and you know you know make a difference in people's lives whether it's uh you know keeping our bellies full pouring us drinks and whatnot but there's just you know so much going on and so we'll take a little break from this and we'll go to we'll, we'll go to some sports why don't we. Uh, Pit basketball, some more uh, people leaving the uh, team. Trey McGowan's is transferring. And from, from what I gather, it looks like he wants to be a shooting guard. Well, not a shooting guard. He wants to be a point guard. I'm sorry. He's a, more of a shooting guard right now, but he wants to be, go be a point guard somewhere. And, of course, you know, he, you know, he was a highly rated kid. He came here when, uh, no, you know, when, God, nobody will want to come here. But he did. And he gave us some highlights. I mean, he gave us some really good times. and It sucks to see him go, but it is what it is. I mean, things happen, and he's going to go somewhere where I guess he, where he's going to be able to do what he wants, and that school will let him because he's a, he's a great talent, and that's just what's going to happen. So obviously Pitt's, um, you know, Pitt's going to look a lot different to next year. And I guess, you know, with him gone, it tells more of a story. But really what, you know, a lot of people said the issue was, you know, was the last several weeks was, was with Trey. He was actually, he was more of the problem than anything. I don't know. So we lose Trey McGowan's and Ryan Murphy. Not cool. 
But wherever he goes, I wish him well. I mean, I have the will well towards the kid. He came here, contributed, and just whatever reason, it's not going to work out. And like I said before, I mean, I tweeted an article about how, you know, Jeff Capel was having issues with play, with dealing with egos and certain players. And that's what ultimately Herman, Oklahoma. Well, for one thing, he had to rebuild after Blake Griffin, which is a hard, th- hard thing to do. And Oklahoma lost her patience with him and, and pulled and pulled the plug on him early. But I mean, after um, after Blake, I mean, he had a hard time dealing with these these, with these type of players. It's one thing to recruit them, but you got to also deal with them. I mean, we used to give um, Jamie Dixon flack because he didn't, you know, because these type of players didn't want to come to Pitt because supposedly Jamie wouldn't, uh, you know, pamper him or do whatever, or you know, basically kiss their ass. But obviously, Jeff Capel, you know, this one example may not have been able to, and, well, whatever. We move on to the next, and, of course, Trey McGowan moves on, and, you know, it's mutual. So, there's no hard feelings, and I'm not sure what happens next year for, for next year's pit team. We'll see. I mean, if they don't make the play, if they don't make the uh, tournament, they don't make the tournament, whatever. They haven't made a tournament in the last, you know, three seasons now. Who gives a who gives a gives a rat's ass? Where's it four? Wait a second. Two hundred stallings. Two hundred. Yeah, it's been four seasons now. So really, who gives a rat's ass if we don't make it or not? Like given how this epidemic's going, or pandemic, whatever you call it. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I mean, long, long story short. As far as things go, they're gonna have to. I think they're still trying to wrap their heads around this whole pandemic, and well, they're gonna have to find some ways to control it. I mean, eliminating, eliminating you know, I don't think it's going away for a while, but they're gonna have to find some way to control it. We'll see. As I talked before, DeAndre Hopkins got traded to Arizona, which pissed a lot of people off in Houston. And a lot of dirty laundry came out after all this. Well, for one thing, it started with Michael Irvin saying that uh, he uh, talked to DeAndre Hopkins and him and Bill O'Brien didn't see eye to eye. And Bill O'Brien supposedly wasn't crazy about um, DeAndre Hopkins having multiple uh, baby mothers. That's what was worded. And of course, later that day, Hopkins denied it, I guess. He wasn't going to own what he said. He just wanted to move on with his new team. My thing is this. You've already said it. If you have, own it. It's either that or he didn't say it. I'm thinking maybe what he did was he could have told uh, Michael Irvin that Bill O'Brien's the type that would get mad if you have multiple, uh, you know, kids by multiple mothers. That's probably a good case scenario of what DeAndre Hopkins was trying to say. And probably Michael Irvin, knowing him, took it another way because that's how just how he is. 
and he re reworded it to give himself some more uh, clicks, likes, and whatnot, or, or relevancy, as, as you can say it. That's probably your best case scenario with this. But more came out. I mean, Jalen Strong, I guess, lashed out Bill O'Brien. But it's hard for me to uh, take... It's hard for me to take Jalen Strong serious when his career flamed out. I mean, the guy pretty much flamed out of the league. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's hard to say that Bill O'Brien held him back when he went elsewhere and really didn't flourish a whole lot. I mean... It's like that with a lot of these guys coming out. They really didn't. They really didn't flourish. Haven't really flourished since leaving Bill O'Brien. So we're the Texans, and it's kind of hard to take them serious. That's the problem. But um, Bill O'Brien being the GM, I guess, is obviously very problematic because he's you know he basically gave away DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. He could have gotten a lot more from him. I mean, Steph, I mean, Stephon Diggs can't carry the jockstrap of uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and what was given up for uh, Stephon Diggs, what the Bills did, was uh, crazy. Although I don't think Stephon Diggs' situation got any better because, well, his quarterback is Josh Allen, and that's going to get old pretty quickly. If you thought if you thought uh, Kirk Cousins was bad, well, he, uh, you know. Get, you know, deals with Josh Allen. That has a Josh Allen doesn't progress in year three. I don't know, folks. I mean, I'm I'm saying all this, but I mean, not sure what happens later. We may have an NFL season where there's no 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 one in the stands. Can you imagine that? Where it's isolated. I mean, can you imagine a Heinz Field with no with no fans and no tailgating? All those hotels not being filled up? God, the Roonies would have a heart attack. I think you all know that. I mean, can you imagine college too if they did this? I'm, I'm sure there'd be a lot of resistance to this as well, especially in college. A lot of those big programs who can't attend those games are going to probably go tailgate anyway or get pissed off or... It's weird, guys. It's strange times we're living in right now. Scary times. At the, scary times at that. But um, you know, there was a lot of other other stuff bouncing around as far as free agency goes. Todd Gurley got released. You know, I guess he got hurt, and that's why they. That's why you know teams don't want to you know break the bank on running backs. That's why the Steelers didn't want to give Le Le'Veon Bell the, you know his money. Although they gave a really good contract. I mean, if they would have just bumped up the, the guaranteed money a little bit, it would have been a really good deal. But, that, I mean, this is why this, you know these you know teams don't want to sign running backs to big deals because they get hurt, and this is what happens. It's easier to pay a, a pay, you know, it's easier to pay a wide receiver. And there's a lot of talented young running backs as well. You can pay them a lot lesser by just by drafting one. I mean, it's it's become more of a passing league, and you know that's just that. So you know, teams aren't really gonna you know break the bank on a running back, and 
you know, Le'Veon Bell, you know, he sat out a season and eventually got a contract, but of course, you know, his production really didn't match the contract for the most part. I mean, he went to a really crappy Jets team and really didn't have to do a whole lot of work because they were crappy enough. So ultimately, he kind of, you know, he actually kind of won, won this whole thing. I mean, yeah, he lost a lot of money in the process, but he gets, he gets paid millions of dollars to do, to do barely anything now because, well, the Jets suck and, you know, he doesn't have to put up a lot, a lot of big numbers because they suck and he's not going to be able to put up big numbers anyway. But other stuff that went that that happened. I mean, you had um, well, you had the Bill O'Brien stuff, and then later that we later that day, uh, Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta was refusing to pay his workers. In fact, he was making them take PTO instead if there was no work. So I mean, Houston sports franchises have been playing pretty much a game of hold my beer for a while because you had the Astros scandal. Where you had the owners did not, you know, where you had the owner denying stuff with that press conference, and then you have um, Bill O'Brien doing Bill O'Brien things, and then of course now you got Tillman Fertitta doing this stuff. But yeah, Tillman's pretty much all about his money. His money, his money's his time. He was pissed off over the lost profits over you know shutting down the NBA season for right now. His Tillman is a businessman, and, and it's, his money's his time. And, you know, there was a lot of talk about when he traded Clint Capella from the Rockets. And the thing about Tillman is he's not going to spend a lot of money on a team that um, is going to get their asses kicked in the playoffs. He's just going to he's just gonna offload certain players and be done with it. So, I mean, I, th- I think Rockets fans are... Now getting to see who Tillman for T actually is, because they thought he was going to be this guy with all this money who was going to be you know a lot of, have a lot of balls and no he wants to, he wants to make money. That's the purpose of owning a team is making money, or owning anything is making money, right? Now it's raining it's raining to Houston right now. It's well, I'm in, I'm in down you know I'm in downtown. Actually, it's called Midtown. Where it's not, you know, the heart of downtown, it's just on the outs, you know, just on the very outskirt of it. It's pouring down rain. In fact, I need to do my, my expense report for um, all my stuff, basically all my parking receipts and whatnot. Because I've been paying parking at these, at the, at the, all, for doing all this traveling, and I told my boss this, I'm going to, um, I said, I'm going to um, expense all my parking and my mileage because I really ha- shouldn't have to be doing all this bullshit, but whatever. Anyways. Well. You guys have a great weekend. I know there's a lot of rumors going around about, basically about the, um, you know, the nation wanted to shut down for like, I guess, like two days or something like that, or 24 hours where none of us go outside. We have that going on right now, and we have those rumors. 
Well, when you have um, people going to uh, spring break and going to the beach and things like that, or going out for St. Patrick's Day, you're gonna have you're gonna have that stuff come you know come down, which sucks, but that's you know that's life. I mean, I'm seeing about the uh, stimulus package and things like that. I mean, I won't get too heavily into politics. I mean, they got they want to send everybody a thousand dollar check. I mean, that's basically. I'll put it to you this way: when I was unemployed, I was getting um, I was getting nine hundred fifty eight dollars every two weeks from uh, the state of Texas. That was it. I mean, I, I mean, that was, that's less than 50% of what, you know, what I made, what I, I mean, that's hell, that was less than 50% when I cleared a paycheck. I mean, it, I mean, it was better than nothing what they were giving me. I mean, at least it was something, but at the end of the day, it wasn't good enough. I mean, I had a savings, you know, and pretty much it was exhausted by, you know, probably the third, third or fourth month, because when you have kids to feed, it's a big thing. It just, it sucks. So for those that are unemployed now, it's, you know, thousand dollars is like, you know, I mean, it's something sure, but in the grand scheme of things, it's jack shit. I mean, we're, I mean, when you see, uh, like 1.5, you know, all that money getting pumped back in the stock market, you know, cause it crashed or took a big loss and people say, well, it's, it's all the assets they had, they, they've been have, and they've kept it stored on a rainy day. And well, to the, to the average person who doesn't you know, know all that, when they see that, it give, you know, they don't know the whole, you know. You know, the whole thing of it. They're going to get pissed off. I mean. So, I don't know, guys. I mean. The solutions and whatnot. I mean. You know, personally. I mean. I know a lot of people are upset because Bernie's losing the, uh, the, the primaries. And I think. Bernie, I think, will not win the general election against Trump, mainly because people are on this whole stipulation that uh, we're going to be a socialist. There's this fear of socialism. And not to mention, you know, everybody wants, you know, people are just electing Bernie because they want free shit. No, I think at the end of the day, what people want is they want, you know, they don't want to deal with the... Um, You know, going to you know, going to you know, you know the the drama of school loans and interest rates, uh, healthcare. You know, getting those big doctor bills and things like that. Whereas in other countries, it's it's you know things are a lot easier supposedly, but of course, they pay a lot of taxes on those things. That's what people don't understand is free isn't exactly free. 
there's uh, some cost associated with it. But I think, you know, even if, uh, say, you know, Bernie doesn't get elected, I mean, for some of you to listen to this podcast, if you're, if you're Bernie supporters, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't give up hope of what, of, of the things that you want. I mean, just because if Biden gets selected, you shouldn't um, give up hope of the things that you want for, you know, for your country. I mean, if anything, we have, we live in a great country. If anything, but if anything, though, we can do better. I mean, we have great things now in this country, but that doesn't mean we can't do better. And that's really the whole point of all this. We can do better. And I'm sure, you know, and just because, you know, some person doesn't get, you know, doesn't get elected, that doesn't mean the whole thing dies. You can just, as long as you keep that conversation going and not give up on it. And maybe when, uh, you know, maybe if Biden wins the primary, wins the nomination, he will reach out and have those conversations. And maybe, you know, we find a solution to all this. And I think, you know, although this sucks what we're dealing with, maybe now this is the time to have this conversation. I mean, if I'm currently if I'm the president and I'm, if my election is going to ride on this, well, you're currently, you know, my election right now isn't is going to be riding on blasting the media anymore. It's it's this. I mean, this right now is going to make or break my presidency, this whole thing. So, if he bung, bungles this, where, 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 where it may affect his voter base, it's going to be bad all around for him. So, I don't know. But let's not go too deeply into politics. Otherwise, I'm going off the rail. Anyways, guys, have a great weekend. Hell in a pit. Stay safe out there. Stay stay healthy as much as you can. I mean, for me, I've been hopping up on allergy meds because the pollen's out, and I don't. I, every time I sneeze, people give me weird looks. Oh well, guys, hell in a pit.